I'm Dr. Jay Moore with Unifor Life and Retirement, and today I have two very special guests. We have uh, Miss Christine John Fuller and Meredith Willis of the Alzheimer's Association. And today they're going to be talking about uh, Alzheimer's. Uh, it's a big hot topic, special right here in the Unifor of Hickory, North Carolina, and also about the upcoming Alzheimer's Walk we're going to be having in October. So, uh, Christine, we could start with you, ma'am. Yeah, thanks for having us. So we're elated to be here. You know, we we serve the entire state of North Carolina. You know, individuals hear about the name the Alzheimer's Association, and that carries a lot of knowledge and weight. And we're we're very proud of the fact that people recognize the association as a a trusted resource in our area. But sometimes I don't know if they realize that this means boots on the ground, care and support services here within our own backyard. And so we have two chapters here in North Carolina, and we serve the entire state of North Carolina. We have staff that are embedded across the state that really every single day are here to be able to take care of families who are impacted by the disease. So we're super excited about the fact that we're able to kind of tell you a little bit today about the association, about um, what we do and how we can support families, and then how we kind of fund that mission. Outstanding. I think Alzheimer's is something that we could probably all raise our hand and say, you know what, somebody in our family or somebody we know has been affected by Alzheimer's, at least uh, at some point in our lives. You know, the, the biggest risk factor that we have is that we all have a brain. So right. obviously there's always the possibility that any of us could develop the disease. So what we always want to make sure that we are doing is is helping support those that are need us most to, to understand, to understand if, you know, the, the risk factors from that standpoint, and then help them through the journey. But here in North Carolina alone, we've got about 180,000 individuals who are living with a diagnosis of Alzheimer's disease, and they're kind of taking care of of by friends and family um, that make up about 369,000 individuals just here in North Carolina that are essentially impacted by the disease, either living with or caring for someone that has received a diagnosis. Question, Christine. Uh, Alzheimer's, um, you know, we've heard a lot about it, but who can get it? I mean, is it something that's hereditary? Is it something that, you know what, these are some habits or eating habits, foods you can stay away from to prevent from getting Alzheimer's? How does one, who could it attack? You know, we were talking earlier about before we came on air, right, about breakfast and what we did and didn't have, right? Right. All those things kind of play into that. And so what I would tell you is this, you know, Alzheimer's is a form of dementia. So a lot of people are not sure about the differentiation between the two, but Alzheimer's accounts for about 60 to 80% of dementia cases. And with that, outside of us all having a brain, the next highest risk factor is age and aging into that. However, age is not necessarily the case. So about 200,000 cases a year, individuals that are under the age of 65 that, that are diagnosed with the disease. And it's really important to know that more and more research is showing that things that you just talked about, lifestyle interventions, can really make a difference in reducing the risk to diagnosis uh, and developing the disease. That there are things that we can do now. So yes, we want to equip ourselves with information on maybe the signs of the disease, the warning signs that we should be looking for, but also what are some of those healthy habits that we can be taking. So I'm happy to share either of those if you want me to. Please. You know, we've always heard, for example, uh, if we talk about cancer, you know, what can contribute to cancer? Well, the number one thing somebody will say, well, smoking. Okay. But still, still yet, you can be a non-smoker your entire life, 
you can eat healthy and you could still get diagnosed with cancer. Alzheimer's. What's something that we could probably do if somebody's looking and say, you know what, I've seen that. I've seen one of my relatives go through that. What can I do to prevent that? More exercise, healthy eating. What can maybe keep my mind? I've always heard as we get, I don't want to say older, more mature, <laughs> more seasoned, uh, to keep my mind active by doing crossword puzzles, for an example, or things like that, uh, remedies or preventions from Alzheimer's. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, so we talk about kind of these ways that we can do healthy body, healthy brain type of activities from that standpoint. You uh, you mentioned several of them right off the bat. So obviously quitting smoking, breaking a sweat, so heart healthy activities, um, heart healthy diet. So again, uh, not necessarily just a Mediterranean diet, but that kind of diet is a great example of things that we are seeing even through research in our own backyard is really supporting. of of reducing the risk. It doesn't mean that we are completely eliminating, but that we are reducing the risk to do those things. So any of those pieces that we can do, staying cognitively active. This week, I've been to several bridge tournaments that were fundraisers for us in which we had individuals that are stimulating their brain through the strategy of playing bridge. That's great brain health activity. And they're doing it while they're socializing. So, you know, Meredith, right? You were on a family vacation just recently and there was lots of socializing going on lots of socializing and i tell people too don't if you're if you're at home you can't get out but turn the tv on wheel of fortune (laughs) jeopardy things like that to where you can actually interact with the game show as well too just to keep keep your mind going too so the game shows are pretty good you know i've always watched the prices right there you go i mean it's just (laughs) it it keeps you guessing right not that you just want that prize or you want that new car but you want to play the game and maybe win and that's how some some of i guess the contestants got on the show because they were fans of it they applied got on the show and uh that's how that transpired. It's unique. Yeah. So think about it from like stumping and challenging yourself, right? So right. you're they're asking you questions and you're cognitively thinking through what the answer to that might be. That's right. a that's a great example. You know, we tell people one of the great ways is to continue to learn something new, whether that is, you know, learning a new hobby, um, maybe taking a class of some sort, you know, maybe you want to learn how to do a certain craft or you want to cook something new or, you know, maybe it's a sourdough ba- a bread baking class or something of the sort from that standpoint. Those are great ways to learn new skills, which keeps your mind active. Board games, I guess, would be one, too, that Absolutely. would... Uh and one. senior centers are a great way for seniors to get involved, too. There's lots of activities, lots of crafts that they have going on, bingo, um, board games, card games, like you mentioned, all of those things get them out socializing and getting their mind active. You know, you mentioned that, Meredith. I know we're part of a senior information resources mm-hmm. where we had the uh, senior ball, senior dance. Yes. We had just about a month ago. A lot, a lot of seniors involved. They did a lot of the senior activities, running and racing. You would think they were in some kind of, some kind of Olympics right yeah. here in Hickory. <laughs> but they all had a great time, and we capped it off with a good senior ball. So I think that yeah. kind of ties into uh, keeping the brain active, right? Absolutely. It's a perfect way. And, again, also keeping the body active. Yesterday was an event where they had Motown music playing. All the residents were out there on the dance floor having a good time. And that is a great way to keep your body active. And, once again, what's good for the body is good for the brain. Exactly. Christine, the Alzheimer's Association, what got you uh, interested? What got you wanting to get involved 
and to make it a career like you've done. Yeah, so I actually was involved as a volunteer and a donor before I became on uh, I came on staff, but I actually was a caregiver in my teenage years. My um, my father's mother was living with the disease. She lived with us and she lived with us until the point at which she needed full-time care. So I had a front row seat to things like um, um, helping my grandmother with toileting and um, the wandering from our home to our neighbor's homes to you know things like that. So we learned just like everybody else on the heartbreak of it. How do you cope with it? I mean, for us, it was humor that was our mechanism of coping from that standpoint. But I tell people a lot, we did that without the knowledge at that point that the association existed. And so now, and when I did determine and realize that there was an entire network of support there, I wish families like mine had known. I wish my family had known about the Alzheimer's Association and what could have helped us navigate something that we did on our own because we just didn't know that the association existed. And I'm sure you get that all the time. Absolutely. I do. Had I only known that you guys existed when my mother was still alive or my grandmother or grandfather or a family member. And it, what kind of makes what you ladies are doing and a part of so special, right? You've got personal stories and uh, you're, what you're doing is helping people. Mm-hmm. You're informing them. You know, hey, folks, you're not alone uh, with this dreaded illness that you may have a loved one going through. There's a, a chapter. There's an organization that's here. To help you, you know, it's, and that's, I think it's kind of special. Meredith, what got you involved with the Alzheimer's Association? So my background is that my degree is in social work. Okay. Um, and many moons ago, when I was in college, I went to an actual event that the Alzheimer's Association put on. And it was an all-day seminar, different stations, and I was fascinated, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and in social work, I worked more with the elderly population. And it's always fascinated me because it's one of these things that we don't have a cure for, right? Right. It's kind of still almost a lot of people don't want to talk about it because they don't know that anybody's going through the same thing as them. And um, fast forward years later, uh, my mother several years ago was recently diagnosed with a rare form of dementia. Now, luckily, we can control it with a shunt right now. um, But there was times that we didn't know what was going on. You know, luckily I have a sister who's a nurse, uh, and you have to, you know, fight for trying to get answers. And um, and I was like, when this came available, I said, this is the perfect opportunity, you know. That's outstanding. And I know you were involved in the uh, the Alzheimer's Walk. You know, we have that yeah. in, in October? October. Right, the fall, right there toward the fall of the year. Yes. I, and I think it's normally at the uh, Crawdad Stadium. It's at the Crawdad Stadium, Ex- October 28th. Oct- toward the end, right there before yeah, Halloween. right before, the, before Halloween. <laughs> right before it kicks in, right. Absolutely. And then I, Alzheimer's Walk. Um, explain uh, how that goes about, uh, mm-hmm. what can folks do to get involved, and what, what it goes towards. Sure. So one of the things that the walk does is fundraising for different opportunities that I'll let Christine talk about um, of how we fund those those things, because we do everything that's that's free for for individuals. So things like support groups, programs and things like that. I'll let her uh, speak to here in in a minute. But this is our largest fundraiser for support, care and research. So it also is a great opportunity for families and friends to come out, coworkers, and realize that you're not alone in this. Right. Um, everybody has a different um, flower, which we have our promise garden flower, or our promise garden. Um, that represents different uh, connections. So you'll see different colors 
Purple, meaning you've lost someone to the disease. Orange means, you know what? I don't have a direct connection, but I'm here to support the cause. Yellow, I'm a supporter. I'm a caregiver to someone living with dementia or Alzheimer's. And one that you very rarely see out there, but we still see some blue flowers. Those are people that are living with the disease. And then the very special white flower that we have. We have one white flower that leads the walk. And that represents our first um, survivor of Alzheimer's. Is that right? In the future. That's what we're fighting for, raising funds for. And that's why we're there that day. Keeping hope alive. Absolutely. Absolutely. Always keep striving for the best. Alzheimer's walk is something that everybody in the community right here in Hickory can get involved with. It's at the Crawdad Stadium. It's at the Crawdad Stadium, October 28th. Mm -hmm. The opening ceremony starts at 9 a.m. 9 a.m. You can... um, I'm sorry, registration starts at 9 a.m. Mm-hmm. Opening ceremony starts at 10. We do the walk immediately afterwards. It is free to sign up. You can start a team today. Go to alz.org backslash walk. Mm-hmm. You can register there, find the Unifor um, walk, register. Start a team. A team can be one person or 500 people. But if you start a team, then you would be surprised at how many people want to join you on that day. Right. It's always a good thing. When we talk about Alzheimer's, uh, there's a lot of folks out there listening, and a lot of them are saying, what would you ladies say that's, that's in it? You have personal stories. you got good stories. You work in it. You see it every day. What would you say to the folks out there that are thinking, well, I think it's a, I think it's a terrible illness. This is a good program, but what's the odds of me getting it? What would you say to those folks out there? Listen. I hope not to get it either, just like you don't. But it's like anything else, that 50 cents will get us a cup of coffee, half a cup decaffeinated. So what would you say to the folks out there with that frame of mind that "Mm, I, I probably won't get it? Well, here's what I would say is that the numbers tell us differently that, you know, we're looking at right now, over 6 million individuals, nearly 7 million individuals that are diagnosed and living with the disease. And that is really, we're just talking Alzheimer's. We're not talking about other forms of dementia, which we also support Mm -hmm. and serve and guide people through as well from that standpoint. And so the, the idea that maybe it's not going to touch your family is really something that I would encourage people to think about the prevalence as we have pe- more people that are aging in we've got baby boomers that are aging in we have more people that are going to be diagnosed and so this is not something that we just say but the national you know the federal government has said this is a growing crisis that we have on our hands as people are aging in and more people are going to be diagnosed that if we do not address could you know bankrupt the the you know the federal government because of the costs of care from that standpoint so there's very very serious implications, not just on a familial level, but on a national level as well from that standpoint. So I, I think there's always times when, when we talk about disease states where people might put their head in the sand. So they know that someone in their family has it, but they don't want to really think about it. That's too hard and difficult for them to think about. But putting our heads in the sand, you know, because my grandmother had it, that means that I have to be looking out for signs in my own father. That means that I need to be taking care of my own brain health now from that capacity. So it's really important that we are thinking through that and trying to mitigate the risk and also 
if there is a possible diagnosis, you are seeing signs. There's also hope that earlier diagnosis, if you see signs and talking to your doctor early about that may mean that you have more time with your loved one because there's more time to get on a right treatment, to have time to plan together for what the future looks like. In organizations like what you're a part of, the Alzheimer's Association, and being a part of the walk, you get to meet people like you and Meredith and probably learn things that would make you more aware of maybe some of those beginning signs, right? Instead of just having our head buried in the sand thinking that, well, you know, I'll just address it when it comes. Whereas we could sit back and be an alert and be a supporter of it, the Alzheimer's Association and the walk, and just be more familiar about what we can look for and expect. So here's what I would tell you, you know, uh, she, Meredith mentioned it and this is a perfect way to say it, which is it really kind of just does two things. Walk is the walk to end Alzheimer's is the, the fuel that, um, that keeps our mission going. And it is the way in which we can do all the things that she mentioned our in community educational programming that we do. So, you know, in, in any time within the Unifor area, we may be doing, um, in community programs like understanding Alzheimer's and dementia, or the 10 warning signs, or something that is more psychosocial in nature, where we're talking about legal and financial planning of the disease, or dementia conversations, like when to take away the keys, or um, how we approach behavioral changes in our loved one in the middle stages and the end stages of the disease. These are all things that we do through the funding that we get through Walk to End Alzheimer's. And it's the reason that her volunteer committee is so passionate about what they do because they've seen it firsthand. Right. That's a good, and those programs are free. So, free programs. so when Christine or another partner or somebody comes and does a program, that's free for everybody. Free, free and, 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 and it's, again, funded through things like walk and fundraisers and things like that. So, I mean, if anybody wanted to have a program or set up some kind of a meeting or anything like that, it's, it's folks like Christine and maybe yourself, Meredith, I guess, that would probably partner up and go there and educate folks. And we have education partners as well. You really do. Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. The education's out there. Uh, the support's out there. We have uh, things of that nature that people are not alone. It's not something they just feel like, you know what, I'm like Tom Hanks in the movie Castaway. I'm out there all alone. There's some people, there's a group of people, there's an organization out there with uh, that's firsthand have had experiences. It's what led you probably to... Uh, want to join this Alzheimer's Association to fight for the cure because that's what it's all about, right? Absolutely. Finding a cure and uh, taking care of people that uh, our past loved ones uh, weren't able to see, but uh, hopefully there's a future out there that will. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's an outstanding, outstanding. Folks, Alzheimer's, it's something that affects all of us, not just a certain group, uh, not just a certain class of people. It affects each and every one of us on a daily basis. Uh, in closing, Alzheimer's Walk, October 28th. October 28th at the Crawdad Stadium. I have two other quick events, that fundraisers that we're gonna, I want to mention while we're on here. Please, please If do. that's okay. Yes, please So do. on Oct- um, J- October, on July 28th at the Crawdad Stadium, we're going to be having a Paint the Park Purple fundraiser. So we'll have the link. You can go to our Facebook page um, right now. It's Walk to End Alzheimer's Unifor. Um, be on the lookout for that advertisement. There'll be a link that you can buy your ticket directly through there and proceeds go back into the Walk to End Alzheimer's. 
it's a fun night. We did it last year. We had someone with Alzheimer's throwing out the first pitch. Everybody wear purple, get excited, register for walk. It is never too early to register. Do your fundraising. Also on um, Friday, August the 18th, the HUM is going to be having a um, give back benefit night um, for the Alzheimer's and awareness night. So we'll be there handing out information, answering any questions that anybody may have as well. So we got things going on right here in the summer. Absolutely. Uh, in July, August, and in October. So it's not just one of these things that's like a, a Thanksgiving meal that's one and done one time a year. We've got something good going on to uh, support this cause. And uh, I can't thank you enough for your time. It's been very educational. I know the folks out there uh, learned a lot. I know I did. Folks, uh, in closing, Christine John Fuller, Meredith Willis of the Alzheimer's Association, get out, support these folks. They have a great cause. We're always trying to look for that, that cure for Alzheimer's. We've got a lot of events going on in the summer and the fall. Get out, participate, learn more about it. I'm Dr. J, Uniform Life and Retirement. Thank you so much. God bless. Today we spoke with Ms. Christine John Fuller and Meredith Willis of the Alzheimer's Association. Alzheimer's is something that we all, we all face. We all know people in our own network of friends, maybe even our own family. And like a lot of folks, uh, we probably think that it may or may not happen to us. But the fact of the matter is, it can very well affect even us, even the folks listening to this podcast here today. How do we sit back and and use something as a shock absorber. How do we sit back and combat against something like Alzheimer's? We can eat right. We can exercise. We can keep our mind active. Those things are great, and they are good preventative measures, but the fact of the matter is they don't give us a get-out-of-jail-free pass from coming down with Alzheimer's. Folks, with what I have with Transamerica, the living benefits, if someone was diagnosed with illnesses such as Alzheimer's, which is a chronic illness, ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease, to name a few of the many. Based on how severe that case is, a client could withdraw up to 90% of their coverage amount that they sign up for. That beats nothing any day of the week and twice on Sunday. There's far too many folks that have GoFundMe campaigns and uh, pig pickings, you name it, to do nothing more than raise money for the illness that they're having because they can't afford the bills that are coming in. Why not contact me today? I'm Dr. J with You for a Life and Retirement. Thanking you for listening to my podcast. Folks, contact me and see how, how I can help you out today.